Well, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Welcome to today's episode of Marriage and Family Clinic. All of our listeners in the United States of America, welcome back. And to all of our listeners in every other country around the world, we're still honored to have you. Thank God for you. Welcome every one of you everywhere, anytime, to Marriage and Family Clinic in Southern Virginia, Northeastern North Carolina. You're listening to us on WGPL 1350 AM, WPCE 1400 AM, and WBXB 100.1 on your FM dial. You can also listen in to the live stream at www.christianbroadcastingcompany.com. If you would like to hear this or any other broadcast, you can find the podcast by searching Bishop C.D. Hodges on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. That's iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Just search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You know, I think iTunes gives you that purple podcast player on your smart device. Click on that and just search Bishop C.D. Hodges. You'll find Marriage and Family Clinic. And as always, Marriage and Family Clinic is here to help you break down and gain enlightenment into your relationship dynamics. We want to help you identify what makes you tick, what's pushing, what's pulling you in uh, your relationships. And ultimately, we really want to help you repair, grow, and perfect your marriage and your family relationships. Well, on last week, I had a really special guest, Sister Esther Robinson. Uh, she was with us. We had a dynamic time. What a what a jewel she is. And I just enjoyed her presence. So, And I told you somewhere around midways of the program last week, we were going to stretch it into a second setting. And this is our second session. Uh, we're dealing with early childhood education. And this is our second session. And I'm so honored to have Sister Robinson back with us. Sister Robinson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, sir. Praise God. I'm Hallelujah. excited to be here. So excited. glad to have you back. So glad to have you back. And now last week, uh, we did begin to discuss early childhood education. And just in case you've forgotten or in case you weren't with us on last week, didn't hear last week's broadcast, uh, Sister Esther is the director of the Child Development Center on Kadena Air Base in Okinawa, Japan. And Kadena Air Base is the United States' largest Air Force base in the Pacific uh, and located in Okinawa, Japan. And, and Sister Esther, now tell me, about how many kids attend the center there? Prior to COVID happening, uh -huh. we had the capacity to take 352. Wow. And so now we're down to 130. Okay. Because of COVID, but we could take 352. Yeah. 130 is a lot of children. It, it is. It is. It is. Now, it did is. you ever see the uh, uh, occupancy maxed out? Oh, never. 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 All right. Good. Because I have two buildings. Okay. But I was able to get the second building 100% up to speed. We're ready to receive children. Wow. So when COVID settles down, yeah, we're yeah. Getting, gathering our new additional staff. We'll yeah. be able to accommodate. Wow. So, wow. Because many of our families are having to go off base because mm -hmm. we just don't have the capability ah. at the moment. Okay, I see. Yeah. And so, and just for framing and perspective, uh, every military base, every United States military base has at least one child development center on it. And the child development centers, as you can imagine, provides an invaluable service. They provide some extremely good care 
for children as young as six weeks? Six weeks, yes, Six sir. weeks all the way up through five, uh, five years old. And, uh, and I tell you something, I'm a benefactor of the military child care system myself. Right. Uh, uh, my wife and I, our sons, uh, all four of our sons, uh, attended child care centers right here in Okinawa, Japan. All right. Way back in their childhood, way back in their childhood. <laughs> and so I know how awesome. valuable these services can be. And, and I just want to say to you that, and, and, and these are your, and I just want to take a moment here and, and inform you, uh, for those of you who pay taxes in the United States, these are your tax dollars at work. Yes. When you're hearing about the defense budget, well, guess what? All of these child care centers are funded and staff are paid with the defense budget. And the defense budget comes from your tax dollars. So your tax dollars are hard at work. And I thank you for your tax dollars. <laughs> and my yeah. children do because your tax dollars provide toys and equipment and supplies on a regular yeah. basis. Yeah. And I thank each and every one of you. Thank yeah. you. And, and as much taxes as I pay, I think I'm funding at least one center all by myself. Probably are. <laughs> Close to it. Close to all it. All right. You know, and we brought Sister Robinson back because uh, uh, the, the issue of early childhood education is so important and we want to continue our conversation on that subject today and last week we left off talking about how important the role of the parent is and and we talked about the uh, uh, parents we talked about parents who may be underprivileged and some things that they could do to help their child's educational efforts and to spur them along include them in your normal everyday activities and asking questions and challenging them and and saying and doing things to spur their imagination you know what that's educating Yes, it is. That is educating yes, your is. child. Yes. And, and, and Sister Robinson, I want us to pick up right here today. Uh, in my guesstimation, the parent is the child's first and most important teacher. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. No matter yeah. what ethnicity, yeah. no matter where they live, mm -hmm. uh, mom, dad, you are the first teachers. Yeah. You are the first educators. Um, the children learn not to touch things that are hot from the mom and the dad. Yeah. Because you say hot. Yeah. Hot. And sometimes they forget, you know, they just want to explore a little further and they touch and they learn out, oh, that is hot. Yeah. But they learn it because they learn it from the teacher. Yeah. Which is the mom yeah. and dad. The first teacher, the most important teacher. And you know what, mom and dad? You're the most authoritative teacher. Children learn what mom and dad says is the rule for living. Yes. They will challenge the teacher in the literal classroom. Yes, yes. With what mom and dad, uh-uh, my mama said. Yes. Uh-uh, my daddy said. Am I hitting on anything? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I would like to say because of that, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's caused a major conflict. Even uh -huh. in early childhood settings, uh -huh. because the child says, my mom and daddy said, I can hit back. If somebody yeah. hit me, I can hit them back. Yeah. I hear that many times. Yes. And I said, I respect your mama and daddy's rules, but I'm the principal here. Yeah. I have my rules, and you have your rules. Yeah. But, but when you're at school, you have to obey school rules. Yes. School yes. rules say yes. we don't hit. We tell someone that's not okay. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. 
We give new words, new empowerment. Yeah. But we understand moms and dads are like, really? Oh, man. <laughs> but because they don't want Johnny being hit, Susie right, being hit, right, James right. being hit. They want them to be safe. And like my mom used to say, if you get beat up, I'm going to beat you up. I mean, <laughs> so that was deep in the day, Bishop. But I, that's the way I came up. My mother taught me <laughs> yeah. to defend myself. Yes, not yes, to say, yes. And I would be like, you know, Jesus loves you. Because, you know, that's what I was taught at church. I yeah. tried it at school. It didn't work so good for a few times yeah. till I kind of yeah. learned how to perfect taking care of myself right, right, and still right. standing on God. Yeah. But I need my parents to understand that you are indeed the first teachers. Uh -huh. But we have to be in partnership mm -hmm. with the school and with you. Mm -hmm. We have to work together on every aspect of helping our babies grow yeah. and evolve and develop to being the best that they can yes. be. Yes. Because we want that for them. And I would <laughs> like to say, be by partnership, that means if someone has to tell you something you don't want to hear, mm -hmm. that you be strong enough, uh, take a pause, yeah. hear the teacher out in their entirety, and then say, I disagree. Yeah. Or, better yet, come and visit. Yeah. Because we know everybody got work schedules, but sometimes yeah. you might be able to take a moment to mm -hmm. come and see your same child uh -huh. in a different environment, in the <laughs> a different setting. And sometimes you're like, they yeah. never did that at home. Yeah. I hear that all the time. My child doesn't jump on the furniture at home. Right. But they climb on the furniture all over the school. Right. And we have to constantly be moving to make sure that they stay safe. Yeah. Because yeah. if they get hurt, then that's a different story. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you made me chuckle there. It's something when we were growing up, you get in that fight out in the neighborhood somewhere. And uh, uh, you get in that fight out in the neighborhood somewhere and go home and tell your mom and dad that you got into a fight. And the first question they ask is not, not are you okay or, or how did you do? They want to know, did you win? Yes. Did yes. you put up a good fight? Uh-huh. And uh, uh, I just got a phone call. I'm going to have to call my wife back, you know. <laughs> But uh, they want to know, did you put up a good fight? Mm -hmm. You know, so that, that made me chuckle a little bit right there. And, uh, uh, but, but it's just so important to think. And, and I'm stressing this because I think it's crucial that parents learn having children brings a great responsibility to them. It does. It's a great responsibility. Uh, not only academic you're the first teacher academically, but you're the first teacher and most authoritative teacher morally. Yes, amen. Morally, and, and that's such a great part of education. That is such a great part of life there. Uh -huh. I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be your bedrock. That's going to be your yes. foundation yes. for living, how you develop morally. And, uh -huh. and you made me think about that when you said, you know, my mom and dad said, I can hit. Well, there's a moral application to yes. a lot of things. So, mom and dad, I'm just stressing the point that your role in a child's education is crucial. Do not underestimate it. Yes, yes. And because we need you. Yeah. We need you. We need you to understand, as Bishop just said, how very critical it is to have you be an active, engaging partner mm -hmm. with the school systems and I'm talking at our level we're at the baby level 
early childhood, but we need you to be actively engaged, coming to the programs, visiting, coming in, talking to the teachers, and if there's something going mm -hmm. on, not telling all of your business. We respect that. Yes. But if you're going through a tough time, tell the teacher because guess what? That tough time is being reflected mm -hmm. in the classroom with your child. He don't understand what's going on, but he's angry mm -hmm. and he's frustrated. And so he's taking it out on his environment, yes. which is the classroom. Wow. And the teacher don't know what to do. But if you had said, we're going through some changes right now at mm -hmm. home, things are kind of tough. We don't have to know what it is, yeah. but that helps us understand. Yeah. And maybe Johnny just needs a little bit more extra love. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Let him know everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe he lost his grandma and it's really sad yeah. because she was the second mainstay in his life. Yes. And that's really critical. We even have books in our program on death and dying. Mm. And mm. what happens when someone you love dies, when yeah. the goldfish dies, you know? Yeah. So, we, yes, we make yeah. it really simple. Yeah. But it's very important that mm -hmm. we address the social-emotional aspects of a developing child. Mm -hmm. Parents, mom, dad, you guys wow. got to help us out. And you got to do it not only for those that don't know the Lord, Learn to pray. Yeah. Learn to talk to God. Yes, yes. Learn to teach their children. Your children, when they're going to bed at night, you know, I know you had a fight today. Uh -huh. And, you know, and, and talk them back through it one more time, reinforcing the positive. I'm glad that you were safe and you didn't get hurt, but you need to learn to work with your words more. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we're going to ask God to help you with that. If you're believing that right now, that's a great thing. If you're not yeah. there yet, yeah. it's still okay because <laughs> well, I'm telling you, it's a positive piece of the parenting skills that you can, uh, with God's help, perfect mm -hmm. and develop mm -hmm. because you can be a better teacher guess what? Your child's going to be better growing yeah. and learning and developing. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to talk about, um, if I may, Bishop, um, when you're being that teacher, because you're there from the very beginning, mm -hmm. when you bring them home from the hospital, make sure you're observing your child. Yeah. Watching them always, often. Mm. Uh, if they're walking and kind of on their tiptoes, and maybe something that's not quite right. If they're... Uh, if you're standing behind them and you're talking and they're not moving, they're not acting as if they hear you, you may even take two spoons and hit together and see if they can hear you. Mm -hmm. Their hearing could be off. These are things that can tell you that something is going amiss in your child, that they need additional help. Right. I talked about child fine before. I will reiterate again. Mm -hmm. If you notice that there's something, go to the physician, your pediatrician. Hey, I'm not. I'm kind of worried. Can I get an assessment? Can mm -hmm. I get a complete physical? Can I get my child's hearing, my child's vision? These are very critical things that first teachers, we need yeah. to know those things because we want yeah. to set the children up for success. We want them to be able to hold that pen, to be able to read that storybook. But sometimes they, some of our children may need a little extra yeah. help. And, and, you know, Sister Esther, we've seen real-life happenings and heard stories and so forth and so on about parents who have noticed things in their children that was unsettling to them, but they were either intimidated or most ashamed. unfortunately ashamed yeah. of saying something. Mm 
Because how do I admit that my child is not perfect? Right. Unfortunately, some parents probably believe it casts some kind of a dark light on them. Uh, but hey, wouldn't you rather, wouldn't you rather mom and dad find out that something is amiss in your child, get that tended to while they're young, yes. rather than have them grow up and that particular thing, whatever it may be, yes. causes them some real harm. And then when they become adults, having dealt with this all of their life, you suddenly realize we could have got that fixed when you were two, when you were four, when you were five or six. We could have gotten mm -hmm. that fixed. And so I want to encourage you moms and dads, don't be intimidated and don't feel shamed yes. if you notice something in your child. Mm -hmm. Because and 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 we got to you've you've got to pay attention to your children's behavior in school. Uh, uh, You've got, you've got to pay attention to inappropriate behavior. Inappropriate behavior is motivated by something. Yes. The child is missing something, and the inappropriate behavior is a cry out, help me fill this void. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that could be I'm acting up in, in class because I can't read the blackboard. Do they even still use blackboards? I don't even think they use blackboards they anymore. They electronic ones, but yes, some people do. But I want to interject, uh, Bishop, also to tell our first teachers, our parents, oh, be very careful and be mm -hmm. very aware of who's, who you're leaving your children with. Yeah. If you got to run to the store, yes. you know, and yes, I understand you don't really have a lot of money sometimes to pay someone, but there's such a thing as bartering. Uh -huh. So you uh -huh. watch mine for me for this for time, <laughs> I'll watch yours for you this time yeah. and kind of take care of it that way. Yeah. But still be careful because everybody does not have the wholesome attitude or outlook that mm -hmm. you may have. Mm -hmm. And so you may come home and find out that your child was watching something on TV that you are never would have allowed them to right, watch. Right. And then that child comes to school and says, I saw and I did and do you know? And we're like, oh my God, why is he talking like an adult? And, and now you go have Child Protective Services knocking on oh, yes, your door. Yes, <laughs> what yes. are you all watching in there? Yes, yeah, because yeah. Child Protective Child Protective Services is very, uh, very real, mm -hmm. and they're responsible mm -hmm. for the child. Yeah, and they are going to put that child first, and that means sometimes parents may be put through a ringer, right? Because they're right. going to ask questions: who, what, where, when, mm -hmm. how? And if the child says something, well, I didn't like it when it, oh, it can open yeah. up a huge. Barrel. You know, I used to uh, when I was working as an assistant inspector general here in Japan in my last tour. Uh, we would deal a lot with families. And I've seen any number of families have child abuse allegations against them. And I learned that in my, quote unquote, counseling with the parent, mm -hmm. and I simply mean briefing them on the process and mm -hmm. helping to walk them through, we just use that generically, uh, we just term it generically counseling. In yes. my counseling with the parent, what I learned to tell them that let me help you understand this process. It's going to be extremely intrusive. Mm -hmm. It's going yes. to be extremely uncomfortable. Yes. And it's going to be long enough to get on your last nerve. Yes. You're going to feel like a rag doll. 
but it's necessary because in our military community, the government believes in taking care of the child just that much. The government would rather be obtrusive and intrude in your life and make mm -hmm. you extremely uncomfortable for a couple of two, three, four months rather than risk having that child come to harm. And so parents, we're talking about you protecting your children. We're talking about you keeping an eye on your children. You're your child's first and most authoritative teacher. Yes. And their protector. Mm -hmm. And now, but I want to warn you about something. While we're saying, while we're stressing the importance and the need for you to protect your child, you got to find that thin line of crossing into overprotective. And I tell you something, and I'm going to speak from personal experience here, and, and Sister Ashton, I want you to, to help me out here, but I'm going to tell you from personal experience, you cannot afford to have a us-against-them mentality. It's you against the school administration, you against the teachers. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you something. I had a challenging son. Oh, oh, God. Ah, glory. <laughs> <laughs> Taught me to pray for yes, real. Yes, I had a challenging son, but if not for good schools, good child care centers, good teachers, I had in a first grade, a first grade teacher who had been teaching first grade 29 years said to me, Mr. Hodges, I have never seen a kid like yours. It happens. Now, that's just... You can take that and yes. use your imagination and you mm -hmm. can kind of get a feel for what I'm saying. But, you know, had I been intimidated or shamed because they were trying to explain to me that my child had needs, they were not saying that my child was deficient. They were not saying that my child is not perfect, not good. They were saying my child has needs. Right, that you have identified or they have identified. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're saying to you, Mom and Dad. Be on the lookout. Be able, be aware of your child's needs. That's what we're trying to say. And we need you to be strong, strong in character, to know that they're counting on you. Mm -hmm. And when our bishop just said strong, be able to stand, no matter what someone else may think. Oh, your child is uh, slow, your child is this, your child is that. But you stand as the parent, as the protector, as the provider. Get into some of these programs that offer support, uh, as I said before, Child Find is an excellent one. There are many other agencies out there as well that can help to guide you from age three to age four to age five. And many of these services are free. They just need you to step up and say, I'm mm -hmm. the one that needs the support. Mm -hmm. So you be the awesome. one to support your child because it's going to pay off. Mm -hmm. It's going to pay off. And as Bishop said, and I've seen it, I too have experienced it. I would to God that I had gotten my third son mm. help sooner than later. Wow. Because he'd be f so much further down the road. He ended up becoming Leo the late bloomer. But he bloomed. <laughs> he bloomed. Praise the Lord. But uh, I, a child walking on his toes, that was mine. Mm. You know, and I didn't realize. Quiet child. But there are other things going yeah. on inside. Yeah. So when you see these things, parents, as first educators, first teachers, rec write them down. So when you go to the pediatrician, you can say, mm. I noticed this. I have a concern about this. And mm. you can share it with the clinicians who they've studied. They understand. Mm -hmm. And they can give additional guidance, yeah. additional support to help you meet your child's needs. Yeah.
Yes. And, and you know what? And, and I dare not put down anyone's parenting system or the parenting system that you were brought up in. I'm, I'm not going to do that. That's not my place. Uh, but what I will tell you is that there are touchstones, there are touch points in a child's life where they need to be gaining certain skills and abilities and certain knowledge. And, and we need to be in touch with professionals. We need to be aware of those touch points. And, and, uh, and what we're saying to you is that with the awareness of those touch points, then you can identify some things. Right. You, you don't have to wait for the school. Mm -hmm. You can identify some things. But uh, take you a class, do some reading, uh, learn. Uh, and and this, may be, this may be one time, the one time when it is okay to compare your child to other children. And I'm saying that very loosely. I'm, I'm saying that very carefully. <laughs> but if your child is at a birthday party, and all the other four-year-olds are running, and your child takes two steps and falls down, that may be an indicator. That something is amiss. Something is amiss. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're saying. I know, I know we, we, we're trying to talk about early childhood education, but, and I think we're doing that. I think we're accomplishing that. Because you, you, you can't be uh, responsible for your child's education without having an education yourself. Right. You need to be educated, mom and dad. You really do need to be educated. And some, so many of our moms and dads are so busy working in their careers. Either it's a must or it's a choice, whichever one it is. Moms and dads are so busy working. And as I told you before, uh, in these child care centers, like the one Sister Robinson directs here, uh, these childs are spending upwards of 10 hours a day. They get there at 6 o'clock in the morning, yes. and they don't leave until 5 o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. So they've got breakfast, lunch, and sometimes dinner yeah, yeah. at the child care center. Mm -hmm. They have play and nap at the child care center. So a lot of teaching that mom and dad could be doing during the day, uh, they could be doing during the day, got a little tongue-tied there, uh, the child care center yes. is tending to that. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and as I told you, uh, the government paid good money to send uh, Sister Esther here to the University of Purdue, paid good money to get her trained in how to take care of children. And so you can't afford to knock all of the book sense. You got to take some of what your mom and dad gave you, yeah. but then you got to augment it with some other stuff also in order to do the best for your child. Yes. And I think uh, that is so true. Don't You don't have to measure yourself as a parent mm -hmm. against another parent. Yeah. But do the best that you can. Give of yourself by observing, mm -hmm. by interacting, engaging in the kitchen. Let them help make dinner. Yeah. You know, uh, they can stir the batter on a cake. I can remember doing that as a kid. Yeah. That was a treat. And I felt like I was the queen, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm cooking. I'm doing yeah, something, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it made me improved my self-worth. Mm -hmm. And we mm -hmm. want to build on the child's self-worth, that they believe in themselves, that when they can accomplish something, are you praising them? Yeah. Or are yeah. you just saying, well, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's just give a high five, a hug, a kiss, <laughs> a, a, a real a verbal. Yeah. I liked when you did that. I love the way you stirred the batter. That yeah. was great. 
Yeah. Kids need that. They, they need. Do. They, they need do. you. Please understand it. And I wanted to touch base if I have a second. Okay. <laughs> Please, God. You know, and, and it, oh, man. We, I thought we didn't even get rolling good yet. We're almost out of time. You know, but you made me remember uh, one, just the cutest commercial in the world. Just the cutest commercial. A little boy, he's all of four, three or four, and his mom walks in on him. He's mopping the floor. And I said, oh, that's great, man. He's three or four, four and he's into doing chores. Mm -hmm. And his mom sits back and folds her arms. She looks so proudly at him. And he's mopping the floor. And she follows him to the mop because he's going to uh, wring it out and, and put more water mm -hmm. on the mop. And she's all proud until she looks around the corner and he's dipping the mop in the toilet <laughs> and mopping the floor. But what can you say? What can you say? He I thought that was so cute. Down. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so he's got this idea. He's been educated. Mm -hmm. But like all of us, like all of us, no matter what age we are, our education can use some refinement. Finding. Yes, My goodness, Ms. Robinson, we, we're out of time again. I thought we just got going. We did. I thought we, praise <laughs> the Lord. Oh, my goodness. I, I know we didn't hit any of the points that we meant to, but I think this was good. We are saying to parents, between last week and this week, we are stressing the need for parents to be intimately involved yes. and in charge Yes. of their child's education. Yes. So if you don't get anything else, get that right there. Hey, we, we are out of time, and I've got to get out thank of here. You, thank you for you, joining us. You. I want to give a special thanks to my good friend, my sister in the Lord, Sister uh, Esther Robinson. Uh, again, she's the director of the Child Care Center on Kadena Air Base here in Okinawa, Japan. Thank you so much for joining me. You know pleasure, what? We're going to get down the road and do this again some other time. <laughs> we definitely are, but appreciate you. Hey, listen, thank you all thank for you. joining Thank us. You. you can hear us again. Search Bishop C.D. Hodges on your podcast player. And remember, you can have peace until you surrender your life to the Prince of Peace. God bless you. God We're bless. out.